0: Long Talk Radio.
1: Pray, our heavenly Father, I love it. For our listening audience Whether they call in Or whether they just listen, Dear Lord We pray that we have a word That provoke them Dear Lord To be about Their father's business Precious Lord As we get into the program well, Again we want to Thank the sponsor Of this program granted place ministry for what they're doing, dear Lord, to change the lives of men and women, how they embedded over at the juvenile center, how they embedded at the jail, and how they just embedded with the men and women that are living on the street, dear Lord. For we all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God, but because of your grace and your mercy, you allow us to uh, to uh, come into the house, to sit at your table, to be a friend of, of the Almighty God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen, Hallelujah, great. Amen, God bless you. Thank you. You're listening to another episode of Free on the Inside, and I thought that would be appropriate to open up with our, our son this morning, grace and mercy. You know, we just come out for of our conference called uh, Grace, uh, Saved by Grace, and that's a and that's all our, our, that's all our the born again believer stories been saved by grace. Amen. Because we can't take this thing for granted. You know, it's only by the grace and the mercy of God that allowed us to be here today. Uh, we don't have a guest per se We're just going to uh, recap some things That have uh, that happened last week And then the previous weeks And then we're going to talk about some upcoming events here. Uh, But uh, before I go any further I'd just like to say hello to all our listening audience And the calling number Is 310-982-4126 That calling number Is 310-982-4126 You two can call in And lead, lead your voice to the program Or just listen in and all our shows are archived, so you can always go to uh, 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 Facebook, uh, uh, forward slash Granny Place, and you'll see an a, a icon that says uh, Free on the Inside, or Joy Lewis, and then you can listen to some of the previous shows, and then you can catch up on a couple of years of uh, our broadcast. And We've been having some great guests. I'm always excited about it. Garden our program director, he works through me and, and women to uh, to uh, get us guests and hosts uh, and, and co-hosts of this program here uh, Because, uh, you know, I can only do so much and God does the rest And I thank God for being faithful even when I'm not faithful so God is faithful And I want each one of you to realize that God is faithful Yes, we may have missed the stadium Yes, we may have fallen short But God is faithful So remember that That's our word for today God is faithful, okay? And so we're going to bring our co-host in here, and then we're going to come back with you shortly with some more information and encourage you to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Good morning, Brother Dan. you on the net.
2: Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How you doing this bright and wonderful day? Top of the morning Uh-oh.
1: to you. Well, God bless you. I'm doing great, Brother Dan. You know what? We open up with this song, uh, 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 you know, His Grace and Mercy. I got to think about how good God did to all of us, man how good God Amen. has been. Time after time after time. And you know, uh we bring various guests on here to just encourage ourselves and encourage them to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you know? And so I am so Amen. honored to be
0: here once again.
2: Yeah, how you doing doing today, man? I mean I haven't seen you in about a week.
1: Uh, oh everything's been going well. I've been uh, I've been busy with my own personal uh uh, life and then along with the ministry, uh, we doing the jail ministry in the juvenile. Uh, and I wanted to talk to, talk uh, to listen, audience about that. Went over to the uh, juvenile last weekend, and we have our vegetable garden over there, and it's growing well. It's really growing well. The, the vegetables are growing. We have some uh, 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 two types of peppers over there: the uh, jalapeno peppers. We have the jumbo and the regular size, and they are growing well and they're maturing and they're the size of a, of a normal person's hand, and which is extraordinary because the young men said, man, I hadn't seen peppers grow like this here before. And then we have some cucumbers over there. Mm. The young men had never seen a cucumber plant, and so they were amazed by that. And then we have a couple of bell peppers, the different shades of bell peppers. We have some red bell peppers and some green bell peppers. And I believe we have a yellow bell pepper that had not matured yet, but I, I refer to that as our fajita garden, because as they grow and mature, we're going to make us some fajitas out of it, you know, and so uh, out of the vegetables in the garden. And everything is organic. We're not using any pesticide. We was in collaborating with some people over at the, junior, at the college. And I'm not saying junior, at, uh, not junior college, but at the college, at Paul Quinn College, mm-hmm. which is located here in Dallas, Texas, and they have a horticultural garden and a department, and they gave us some information. And and they did send someone out last year to speak to our young men's concern the garden, and we're going to get that done again this year if possible. So I'm excited about what God is doing in that ministry.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, I was uh... –
2: I was out here this little garden where I live at over here. I got my own little private garden around Rem Lewis, and you probably seen a couple of pictures of it. Yeah, I try to help some of these uh these uh, elderly people over here that started out wanting to try to grow gardens, but you know sometimes they don't have the energy to you know dig in the yard like that. And so God blessed me to still have a little strength, and I. Basically made it my uh, my kind of my task for me to get the you know the soil ready, put all the nutrients and stuff back in the soil, and dig it up and get the weeds out. And, and we got some tomatoes and I got some I got some cucumbers too. I've been trying to grow these wallamanders, but you know these wallamanders and for this area they're real hard to grow. I don't know what's. Seasonal thing for them to uh, Kind of real simple because you know it's a running vine. They like to run. Then you got to have, a, you got to have seeds, uh, the seeds, the flowers. You know, all the flowers have to be uh, pollinated by the bees. You know, I, mean, I was growing up. My dad used to tell me about the birds and the bees. He told me, "What are you talking about Yeah, the birds and the bees, the beer. Yeah. Yeah, you know the birds pollinate and the bees pollinate the flowers. They go from one flower to another and spread the pollen around. And you know it just it just it's all part of life.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? Oh, that is so all strange. part of
2: life. You know what I'm saying? Right now we're going on. Right now I look at right. I've been going to a couple of graduations. You know, Reverend Lewis, I, I sit back and I look and I say, man, this is time of year. It's, it's getting towards the last of spring, going into summertime, man. And I've been looking at all these, you know, the graduations, these young kids growing up, and some little kids, man, I've been knowing them when they were little, little kids, and now they're growing up to be adults, young adults, getting ready to get out into the world, you know. And you know, I, I could sit back and see, look at when it was my time and march across that stage and you know, get ready to hit this cruel
0: world.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. My mom said, "Well, you got to you got to go somewhere." You know, what are you talking about? You got to go somewhere. You got to go you can go to college, to get your job. Back in the day, they used to want you to go to the army, but you know, a lot of kids don't want don't want to go to the
1: army nowadays. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and, and I was just thinking too, when you're that age, life gets to be overwhelming because you're so used to people telling you what to do and directing your steps and now they say you're old enough to make those decisions for yourself. And it gets to be terrifying. But if you have a good foundation, Ricky, Brother Daniel, you have someone that's in your corner, it makes that transition a lot easier. And that's why mm-hmm. my heart goes out to our young men that's incarcerated, 'cause they they didn't have a good foundation. Some of them may have, but they just they just didn't take advantage of it. A lot of young men take come from good home. you know. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say they are all from bad home or bad environment, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's they the uh, the uh, uh peer it's peer pressure, it's a combination peer of peer pressure, peer pressure. and peer pressure. and home life, and then yeah. the, the internet have a lot to do with it too. and entertainers. You know, because they see the riches and the glamorous lifestyle, and they say, well, I want some of that without putting in the work and the effort. You're you're a musician, and you know that you have to practice and hone your craft. I work electronics, Mm and I know I have to practice and hone my craft. And if you're a writer, you have to practice and hone your craft. Anything that's worth having is worth working toward. And we have to let people know, young and old, that they have to kind of home they craft not to the point but the only thing they ever think about is they craft and we realize we met people that that's the only thing they want to do is don't bother me I'm doing this don't bother me I'm doing that <laughs> and it breaks my heart <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah
2: they lose man they you know, we've talking about that today
1: yeah, yeah all this yeah.
2: week we've been talking about that Hamlin.
1: yeah yeah you know listen to me though brother don't bother me. Me. people like that they lose uh, they lose touch with reality because what profit a man to gain the whole world that the scripture is saying lose a very soul You know as mm-hmm. I was doing ministry And as I do ministry God speaks to me at various times And he speaks to Allah And God said, I understand that uh, You, you pursuing you pursue the things that I have for you But don't be pursuing them to the point That you just forget about other people in the
2: Bible men and
1: women cared Amen. about other people while they pursue God. Jesus said, I must mm-hmm. go through Samaritan. Wait a minute, you're on your way to the cross. Yeah, but I got to go through Samaritan because somebody needs me there. It's a woman there by a well, and she needs some advice. And that's the way I say that regardless of what we're doing for Christ Jesus, we got to be mindful of our family, friends and loved ones that we're gonna uh that we're gonna uh meet and in life, and we need to stop and just give them words of encouragement. They, they encourage us. Amen. Excuse me. Kind of yeah, you on know plate.
2: this world we're living in nowadays. A lot of people, man, they're so self-centered. They don't want to be involved in other folks. They don't want to. Basically, they don't want to just take people up on their wings and mold them and guide them to. You know, uh, I think it's a form of self. You know, they're selfish. They just want to do their own thing, and they don't want to be bogged.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that is, that is so true. And a lot of times, people just so it, 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 on the flip side, people get so bogged down with the things of this world, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, they get bogged down, and before they know it, they say, "Wow, I'm in so deep that I can't even get out." And so we have to master that I do a lot of things in ministry, Brother Daniel, and you do a lot of things, but I try to manage my time. I don't want to be too overwhelmed and things. Sometimes people say, wow, well, you're doing a lot. It may seem like I'm doing a lot, but if you manage your time, it's kind of like a book. They give you this great big old book at school. They say, we need you to read this whole book uh, mm. uh, by the end of the quarter. You say, man, I can't read that whole book, but if you I manage your time alive. and read a chapter, and a, a, a chapter, or uh, every week, or every two or three days. before you know, you say, "Wow, I'm halfway through with this book. I never thought I could." You can manage your time, and you get, and you can get some the proper results. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. We know, we know, you know, We know how it is, man. Growing up, Jody, man. You know. I, I can sit back and I see myself uh, put in a point. And right now I'm going through a kind of like a, uh, uh, I'm settling down in my mind and I'm looking back at all the things that I did. And I'm seeing all the things I could have done. And then I'm also trying to figure out the things I still can do. You know what I'm saying? I still can do a lot of things, you know. And with God's help, you still can do uh, almost every little chore you want to do in life. You know, you just trust in God; He help you. He gives you the ability. He'll give you the ability to stay healthy, keep your mindset, you know, and keep you healthy,
1: you
2: know. And you just want to work on some of the projects and stuff you got. You know, like me and you, we both got a lot of projects we're trying to work on, you know. Um, you know, and I I, I asked God, I said, well, I cannot do it, Lord. She said, well, just, just trust in me. Put your faith in me, and I'll open up all these doors you want to go through, you know. God opened doors, no man can close, you know start open some doors, and then when he do open the doors, he open another door for you. You know, I'll give you a good example of uh, Reverend Lewis. I was on my job you know, a couple of days ago, and I was looking at a lot of these people, man, walking around and looking afraid. They're afraid they're going to get uh, ridden up, and they're scared they're going to get fired, or afraid that they can't keep up with the quota, you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, and basically, I was just out there telling them, you know, God supplies all your needs. You know, you don't be out to be afraid. Walk around afraid, thinking that you're gonna get fired because you can't keep up with a certain, you know, quota, or a certain amount of stuff every day. Because you know, He didn't He didn't create you to worry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know why I'm on there today. But he didn't create man to worry. You know, if you look at the beginning of the world when Adam and Eve first came into this world, you know, I'm sitting out here at night. You know, I'm sitting out on my patio at my place where I live at, Brother Lewis. You can't see it right now. I'm sitting outside. You know, I'm talking to you outside today. I had decided to do something. I was looking around at all these beautiful trees and beautiful herbs and trees and shrubs and. I can just imagine how the how the garden even looked to Adam. You know what I'm saying? He had all sorts of trees and bushes and all sorts of food, and, and the animals were walking around everybody and each other, and they wasn't bothered. You know, it wasn't no, you know, used to kill each other. You know, they didn't have eating the animals. Uh, Reverend Lewis didn't have to kill for food. You know what I'm saying? They had everything. I call, call you know,
1: that brother. Yes. Yeah, Go on, I'm
2: listening to you. Yeah, so what happened was uh, God has supplied all our needs, but through this, this old evil thing, the evil one we got in the world, he got he got with the woman, and he, she talked to him, and, she, and they wanted knowledge, they wanted to know, they wanted to know. When they did, when they found out, they know that's when all this turmoil came into the world. Now we were worried about worrying about. I have to keep a job. I have to keep a nice car. I got to have a nice house. If I don't have a nice house, my status quo won't be and People won't respect
0: me. <laughs> you know?
2: And this goes on. That's why you see most men nowadays. You know, just like at this conference, where we where we went to last week, what was his name, Reverend Brother Sessions? I was talking and telling the people how most men or most people That try to you know, Stress Worrying about money and Keeping money in their pocket And it makes your health bad huh. And it cuts your yeah. lives short Right?
1: Yeah And you know And that is so true How often have we been Our own personal life Have we been overly concerned About things of this world Things that Sometimes we have no control over Some other fear that that terrorizes us by night and plagues us in the daytime. and we we lose, uh, you know, our health start diminishing. You know, start worrying, not eating properly, or just overly concerned about stuff. And that's human nature. But we have to realize that God is in charge of all this here. And you, know, and as you Amen. mature in the, in your relationship you. with Christ Jesus, you start uh-huh. having a sense of of letting go. I'm gonna let go of these things that I'm worried about. I'm not gonna be overly concerned. You know, as I do jail ministry, Brother Daniel, I go down to the uh, Hutchinson State Jail, which is here in Dallas, Texas, and I share with those men, let go and let go. What do that actually mean, to let go? What is it I need to let go of? What is it that's that plaguing me, that's so embedded in me that I'm just uncomfortable with uh, uh, with my surroundings and I can't sleep and I can't eat? That's a personal choice. And I tell those young men, I said, let go and let go I don't know what you're going through, but God does. And he's encouraging you to let go and let me take over. It's, oh, man, it's a comfort to realize you can let some go, like relationships. Sometimes we have to let some relationships go. Sometimes we have to let some kids go. Sometimes we have to let our own self or uh, pride and our selfishness go and let God, let God work those things out. And, you know, and, and, and as you... If you realize that and start walking in that, you'll start seeing, having a sense of freedom. That's what our program said, uh, uh, uh free on the inside, Brother Daniel, because a lot of us, we, are, we have jobs. We have responsibilities.
0: We have family.
1: We have a whole lot of things, but we're not free. We've been trapped and, it, and, and trapped. being held mm-hmm. down by those things, by, by my job. Oh, and man. I got to keep this job because that job, it, it, it reflects me. That job makes me who I am. I got to keep this house because this house defines who I am. And so we have been held hostage by these things. But when you realize that that house don't define you, that job don't don't validate you. Your self-worth don't have to be uh, better than everybody else's. You want to have respect for yourself and pride in yourself, but you don't have to the point that, oh, I can't go out because I'm not looking right. I can't go to various events. You know, it used to be a time that we couldn't go places so because we didn't have any clothes. And I think so much as a as TV entertainer, these guys and, and ladies have money, they have money, man, millions of dollars, and they'll come on a, on a program with some blue jeans and a T-shirt. Hey, man, got you got Lewis, that's, that's what I want to talk, what you what talk, like that, what what talk
2: to you about today, Reverend Lewis. I just want to talk to you about this, man. I've been looking at Facebook. Man, I've been seeing a whole lot of stuff, man, lately on the men fashion. You know, I was looking at the other day where they had these men fashion. They had these halter tops for men. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> see that yet, brother. Oh, <laughs> so brother, man. That to me. Yes, yes. brother, man. Brother, <laughs> man. Wait a minute. They wasn't look... tank tops. Well, you know, because men in the summertime, we wore those tank tops. They called them muscle shirts. But nah,
0: it wasn't shirt? no
2: muscle. They ain't got no muscle <laughs> shirts. This look, look, this, look, this look like on the female side. You know, just like, you know what I'm saying? It look like you look unisexual look. But it's just like a woman. a man and a woman look just alike.
3: You
2: know, oh man! And, it, it, and I said, I don't think that's for me, my brother.
1: <laughs> that's i tell not you, for me. I tell you a deal. Like once I was young, I was in high school, and I had a summer job. And it was at this warehouse, and it was a clothing warehouse, and we were boxing up clothes. And one of the mm-hmm. boxes fell over, and it was a shirt in there. And, and but it, it 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 was for a woman, but it looked like a man. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, these clothes here, these for women to clothes. He said, these are unisex clothes. And I had never heard of oh, that before. Man. And I didn't realize. It. I was that? There. Oh, man, that was 20, 30 years ago. They said, these oh, were unisex man. clothes. And I—and they kind of blew my mind that they had apparel a for men and women, which they still have today, and like you were saying. And it just blew my mind that knowing that. You know, my sister could wear my shirt, and I could wear my sister's shirt. I never thought about it. I never would do it. You know, but that's, mm. that's the society we're in today.
2: And I but think, you have to train up a yeah.
1: child. You got to train a child up, Rick. You you got to tell a young man, man, that, that may be fashionable. It may be, it may look good to you, but it's not appropriate because you know you're a man, so you need to dress in man attire. And
2: because not only, only
1: that, you are.
2: Hey, not only that, Rev. Lewis. Also, I saw some pants, some some little shorts. They were like lace-looking shorts, see-through shorts, man. I said, God, what kind of agenda the do they got out nowadays? Do they have some kind of agenda that's going around? They, basically, you're trying to, you're trying to push this to the to our youth to dress a certain ways. Is, is it fashionable to look unisexual or what? What, what do you think?
1: No, it ain't fashionable to look unisexual, but thing. But that's why I said, go back. You got to train up a child in the way they should go, whether it's male or female, and they would not depart. Yes, those things are fashionable. Yes, a lot of people are wearing them, but that's not appropriate for me because I was not raised that way. It goes back to a man thing. It goes back to a cultural thing. We have to let Mm. our young men and women know what's appropriate because they're babies, and babies don't know things just like a, a toddler a toddler start putting stuff in his mouth. And you said, no, don't put that in your mouth. And if you do, I'm going to uh-huh. spank your hand. I'm going to take it away from... A said, hey, I just want to eat candy out there. you said, no, you can't eat candy. You have to train them up because if not, you don't tell them. They'll start doing it. You let them come home and they got all this stuff on and you don't send that, They say, oh, it's okay because they're not, uh, uh, they not saying anything. You have to have a standard yeah. in your house and in turn, we need a standard in the community and at school. Uh, you can only do yeah. so much in your house. And then once they need a the house, you have no control. But You pray. you have and no they, control. And at school. They have a standard in the community. You know, man, you grew up in the same community. And we, and it was a sense of a, a, a togetherness. If I did something mm-hmm. away from the house, by the time I got home, and, uh, my mom already know about it. Wait a minute. What you been doing out there? I heard that you been messing up. And we get mad. Because our neighbors were telling, but it was for our good to let us know: Hey, no matter what you do, it's gonna it reflects on the neighborhood, and we ain't gonna let you terrorize neighborhood because you know
2: affecting your family.
1: Yeah, so you ask what family family
2: you come from? Who your mama? Who your daddy? Who 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 your people? Yeah, it's It's the same thing like when somebody come over to, to see your daughter. You ask that boy, say, oh, who, "Who your mama? And who your daddy? What's what your daddy do? Uh, what's what, what kind of family you come from? You know? Yeah. Because basically, you didn't want your child or your kids with these kind of people. That basically, you know, that you know, you you plan to get married one day to somebody. Everybody want a choice to you know have a have a mate. But then after then, that's your that's your roots." They're going to have kids, and you want this next generation to come up. You want them to kind of not have, the, you know, the same problems that you went through and don't have to go through what you went through in life, you know. I remember one time, Joda, when I was growing up, and um, I see uh, these people walking around with these blue jeans now. They got these blue jeans with all these holes in it, man. Got holes in it, man. You know, sometimes I know I had some friends who wouldn't even go to school, Realm uh, Lewis, because they had holes in their blue jeans, and they were ashamed of looking like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they wouldn't go to school. Basically, it, it kind of really messed their lives up because they didn't get to graduate from high school because, number one, they didn't want to go to school. Raggedy, and they would be made fun of, and then they'd have to either fight or go or take that ridicule that these people put on them in school you know? yeah yeah, and now whatever uh entertainers walking around right now with holes and and I work at a place right now, man, I saw a pair of mm. jeans, man for five hundred dollars with holes man, man. <laughs> yeah, I said man that's 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 crazy, man. That's crazy, but that's just what, it's just what's going on nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's no sense of logic. It's no kind of sense, going on. What? But then again, you know what I'm saying? You know who the author of confusion is? And all this stuff is Satan. He's confusing, confusing the minds of our of our youth, and he's confusing them. He's trying to keep them confused because he don't want them to see the truth. You know, because he know his time is short. It's short,
1: and, and it's so you know, true.
2: like, it's so true. like and, you say, you go true. around and you talk to these kids in the in the juvenile system, and a lot of them, what was going on when they was growing up, they didn't have mentors. You know, like me and you, when we had people that basically want to get you and, hey, man, it was like you want I'm gonna teach you how to do this. I want to teach you how to do that. You said, huh? No, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you a good example. You remember when me and you were, when we had my first car? And we right, had this I remember guy that. Yeah. I think his name was Painter or something. We called him Painter Man or something. Anyway, he, he told us, hey, man, I got a, I'm got going to auto mechanic school. And he said he wanted to try to teach us how to repair an engines and a motor. I remember that. the a motor. And we all, the whole neighborhood was working on my car. You know, we all looked one piece. We had one dude, had one boat, and one owl had another boat. But when the night time came, everybody left and left my car. <laughs> they left my car in, in the shambles, <laughs> you know? And I had to figure out how to put it back together myself.
0: Yeah, so, I remember
2: know,
1: that, it, Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those were some times that was very we were uh, entrusted, and, and guys were very gifted and talented, but some of them weren't committed. You know, uh, we know a lot of guys that are sharp and they are very intelligent and never went to school. And then some guys went to school and had all the trappings and all the tools, but they just wasn't committed enough to finish the task. This guy was very, mm-hmm. he was very, he was very gung home, but he wasn't committed about it. So, and I see yeah. what you're saying. But those are learning experiences that we, that we encounter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and, think but, my first mentor will.
1: Hmm. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I think my first mentor was a, uh, you know him, yeah. You know, his name was uh, uh Arkad Goss. Yeah. He had a barbershop shop down on uh, when he first started up there on Second Avenue. And then he had another one around here on Fourth Avenue when he moved up. And what, what it was like, sometimes I used to go in there, with Jody Man, and just go in there and talk to him, and he telling me, he showed me. And most of the time, when he got ready to close up at nighttime, I watched him how he, he counted, he tallied up his money that he made all during the week or during the day. Every day he would count up. 10, but then at the same time, while he was counting his money, he was paying himself up. He paying himself at the end of the week. So every time you have a trade or a skill, pay yourself first before you pay anybody. So basically what yeah. I'm trying to say, if you got a job and you if you got a trade, pay yourself and make it worth that, worthwhile, but it won't be a house or be a, you know what I'm saying, be be conflicting. You won't have a struggle in order to try to do what you're doing. I know a lot of people, you want to be an entrepreneur, but at the same time, it's like you're going around in circles because you don't learn that, that, that principle in paying yourself. Preparing yourself first, so that means you don't even want to do it for a while before you even consider them helping other. Want to hire other people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and then sense. after you get established, and then
2: you hire somebody else.
1: Yeah. And that's why we have guests on the show like that. They have businesses and they're professional people. But yet they tell they tell our listening audience along with ourselves how to go about managing your money. You saying some things that are mm-hmm. so true though, but Because a lot of times we ended up we end up being frustrated because we not seem to be managing our money in various businesses and occupations because we not getting uh uh we not getting the basis of a, a business management. Uh, like you said, pay yourself and then pay your bill, then that way you can learn to kind of manage your resources. Yeah. And,
2: Dad, and
1: sometimes to say, you back some money
2: somewhere. Yeah.
1: Get and you sometimes you can't say, save you any back money. Back. Don't on all your all commitment you, you know. And now, 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 if you're hiring somebody, now you need to pay them. But if you, uh, yeah. Now, if it's just you in the business, and, and even if you have to buy supplies, you reinvest in your resources. So mm-hmm. you say, well, I'm not making money like I want to, but like you said, as uh, had the barbershop, he had to reinvest his money in the supplies and the chemicals, And just mm-hmm. the overall upkeep of the place
2: and then he basically he has to sacrifice a little bit too you know a lot of times when he wanted a new car he couldn't buy him a new car for a long time and then when he finally did buy him a new car he kept that car a long time he didn't just <laughs> keep on buying him a new car every year because he could do it you know yeah well, some people I know man they got I gotta get me a new one. I gotta get he's standing in debt all the time. Keeping up that cycle of debt and at the same time all these long sharks and these finance companies, they're not gonna turn you down. They want your money. You know?
1: Yeah. It's so true. That's so true. But Daniel, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna break you up for a minute here, I'm gonna give out the calling number. And that number is 310-982-4126. You'll listen to free on the inside the Internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be. Again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. I'm uh, a host of the program this morning, Mr. Joy Lewis. And we have Brother Richard Daniels on the line here. We don't have a guest this morning, but you are our guest. You are our guest as and you're welcome each and every weekend And we're on this program here Well, we're going to play something from our archive section called uh, This episode with Beat the Street It's a, a street ministry that came through uh, some time ago And it's going to give us some insights on that And we're going to be with you shortly uh, Back with uh, myself and Brother Daniel here On the call at number 310 So you're going to hear our uh, a clip from Beat the Street that we did an interview with some time ago. Kick back and enjoy.
3: In blood sugar, um, heart rate, things of those nature. But what's really important is that um, we give them. And resources, as far as um, numbers to contact in the community, and um, you know, places to take those those numbers that we've gained from the health fair, so that they can get assistance um, when needed. You know, I think uh, the biggest problem sometimes is when uh, when the homeless are out, they just don't know where to go, or if there's even a problem to begin with. Um, so to be able to welcome them in with open arms and give them something to go with um, is is really really helpful.
1: You know, that is so true because as I go out and do uh, street ministry, uh, uh, men and women come up and they say, pray for me. i got an illness. I'm, you know, i got a stomach ill mm-hmm. and i got headaches. And we can pray for them, but we also advise them to go see a physician, go to a doctor. And a lot of them have this hesitation. They don't know where to go and what to do. So I thank you for what y'all are doing. You'll present it to them. They know about it, but if they hear it again, it may resonate or may sink in this time. Absolutely, and someone to just encourage them to get it taken care of, yeah hey, so right, so tell us about your team here uh how many people do y'all, uh, do y'all have on your board of director and um uh,
3: on the on the board I, I would say it's um about uh ten to twelve um as far as volunteer base um twenty to thirty am I about right there brandy,
4: yeah, that's about right. Shout out to our volunteers.
3: Yeah,
1: couldn't do anything without them. <laughs> Definitely. Well, great. Well, well, thank you. You know, I went to the site that I was sharing with Brandy, and I saw some of the pictures that you had on it. Very well organized, and, and I like the uh, uh uh have y'all are bringing in the youth and is uh to help uh, be a part of this ministry because it's very important for our young men and women is to learn big mm-hmm. to give back as they become successful in life. As you log onto this program, you'll see a, a slogan that says "Help change a life." You know. And we know that all that help comes from above, but we want to be active and in, cool. in working in the lives of people. Because Jesus, uh, you know, told Peter, said, Peter, when you are restored, you to the strength in your brother. And we never know what form or fashion that may come in. But y'all are doing a great job, and I'm really ex- excited about what y'all are doing and the potentials of doing things. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Now, now tell me now, uh, uh, are you based here in Dallas, or where are you based at, or where are your base operations?
4: Uh, yeah, we are based out of Dallas. Most of our board members live in the Grand Perry, Arlington area, so I guess that's kind of considered our home base. Um, but we try to rotate our feeding ministry between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, Fort Worth is really great because it has a homeless community, Um, A lot of resources there available for the homeless community, and Dallas doesn't really have that as much. Um, The difference is is when we're in Dallas, we are really beating the streets, almost literally um, walking down the street, handing out the food, um, up and down, (laughs) driving down the streets, trying to find the Bleeding the block. (laughs) Bleeding the block (laughs) with back lunches. Um, In Fort Worth, typically, We'll meet up at the Unity Park um, where they allow us to come as a ministry, um, and it's a place where we meet. So we're there. There's a huge park, and then the homeless community comes to us. Um, so we kind of get one's a little easier than the other, but they're they're both still really necessary and both fulfilling. Definitely.
1: Oh, that is that is great. And I saw uh, on, uh, going back again to your Facebook page how you were preparing the, the sack lunches and things, and how you have our yeah. young men and women involved in that activity there. Uh, as you prepare a sack lunch, give us an idea, our listening audience, because sometimes people don't realize, you know, the, uh, what should I do? I want to do this here, but I don't know how mm-hmm. to do it. What are some of the mm-hmm. items that you have in your sack lunch? Just you know, just you know, say your last sack lunch. Well, that's a great
4: question. So we've Kind of got it down to a science. Um, we Our sack lunches will consist of a turkey and cheese sandwich. We've kind of decided that turkey is a better option than ham, just from um, like a blood pressure perspective, less salt. Mm-hmm.
3: So we'll do turkey mm-hmm.
4: and cheese sandwiches, um, a bag of chips. Uh, we like to put in some type of fruit snack with their kind of uh, – you know the things that we send with our children to school to fruit snacks. Um, we'll like to put in an apple or some type of orange or apple or fruit, um, and sometimes we'll put in like maybe a a cereal, one of the individual box cereals that you could add milk to later. So that's what they consist of. And pardon me, and we do water and soda.
1: Everybody likes okay. a good
0: orange soda. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, that's great, because,
1: uh, you know, Kayla, I have people say, I want to do this, but I don't know how. And uh, thank you for giving mm-hmm. us an insight on that. Now, tell us about the hygiene kits. I know me and uh, Christian we talked about that from time to time. And, you know, there's a great need of having hygiene kits available for our uh, residents that's living on the street. Could you share your idea on what your ministry is doing? Yeah, those. Yeah, will, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, those
3: will contain, um, we have uh, the bandages, um also a uh, toothbrush toothpaste uh, hand sanitizer um, the deodorant um, you know we, we try to do both the women and the men and um, uh, let's see here soaps whether it be liquid soap or bar soap um, really all that we have um, is the majority of it's donated and then of course you know we'll'll we'll, um, purchase the rest and uh, that that all your basics Um you know the basics that that we typically have stocked up in our own homes, and uh just don't don't think about that that huge need uh, mm-hmm. well, and the other thing's helpful
4: the the other thing that's helpful are just the individual travel size yes. things that typically people who travel a lot will get and don't use what a huge benefit it's the perfect size right. um mm-hmm. it's exactly what you need, <laughs> you know if the hotel thinks it's good enough for us, it's good enough for everybody.
1: Absolutely. Well that is that is so true. That is so true. And a lot of times that's where as, uh, as organizations and other ministries are trying to put together some things they, uh, to help our brothers and sisters that's that's fortunate on the street. Sometimes we think in large quantities but you don't have to because a lot of people are immobile, you know, they're moving around mm-hmm. and so you yeah, I really hit on something there. So this the uh you know, the travel size. And mm-hmm. so that's great. So, what are y'all, uh, what are y'all up to uh, this week or this month? Or uh, what do you give us some plans of where y'all gonna be located and What's going on with y'all in the ministry? So,
3: this time of the year, we're actually gearing up for our backpack drive. Uh, the backpack drive is coming, and then it comes to uh, distributing those backpacks to the children that are in need.
2: Great. What that we're trying
3: quick. to do and what we're working on at this
4: point is to um, identify maybe a small apartment community. Um, The thought process is is some of the schools that have a really high uh, population of children who have reduced or free lunches. Um, What I've personally just seen is that a lot of time these kids will, um, the schools with the higher free reduced lunch will also have really low test scores. And immediately I just thought, I bet these kids need some school supplies. So what we're doing right now is trying to identify um, an apartment community that has some children that need them. um, And we're looking to distribute about 25 backpacks full of the school supplies that they would need to get started. Um, So we're trying to find out what apartment community we're going to go to. And then from there, once we have that, we'll be able to present the kids with the backpack. And we'd like to be able to also give free haircuts to them maybe a week or the weekend before school starts so they could also have that extra boost of confidence going in, feeling feeling fresh, feeling fly. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Oh, that is so (laughs) great. That is is beautiful, Larry. That's beautiful. Now, tell me now, tell me on the personal side, you know, you're not going to get rich. Now, we're going to end that interview right there. Uh, we pray to enjoy a portion of that beat the street. Uh, and, and, you know, And I, I'm always uh, pleased to uh, be able to rebroadcast that because that it, means a lot to me, you know, to know that there are other men and women that's out there that's doing the same things that I attempt to do. So I encourage our listening audience, don't be overwhelmed by the situations at hand here. And so uh, just be encouraged and be strong and be
0: Committed. We have
1: our co-hosts on the line here, Brother Daniel. So gonna, we're going to bring him back in here in a few minutes and let him continue to share his intake and his desire to have a, uh, you know, about what's going on. Brother Daniel, that was a great interview that we had. That report was old uh, Christian from Beat the Streets. Uh, you know, it's something that we enjoy doing. We does that quite a bit ourselves. So we uh, we thank God for her sharing that. So did you enjoy that interview? And we have Brother Daniels on the line here now, so we're going to get back with him shortly. Um, so we uh, we have a call on the line here. We're going to bring them in there in a few minutes and just see. Good morning. You're on the net. This is Minister Lewis. Would you like to say something to our listening audience? Good morning. You're on the net. Hello? Yes, yes. This is Minister Lewis. Who am I speaking with?
0: Hello, this is Brother Higgs.
1: Good morning, Brother Higgs. You're on the net here, brother. I didn't get a chance to talk to you offline here, so welcome to the program. Man, I am honored to have have you call in. How are you uh, today? I'm doing real great. I'm doing real great. We played a a one-night archive session of a young lady, Christian, and her ministry team called Beat the Street and they were sharing with us some of the techniques they used and going out, ministering to our young men and women on the street and how they're using their resources and they and their connections to help get men and women off the street. And that's what the ministry is well, about, engaging and mm-hmm. changing, you know. And that's what I was Amen. going to say. Help change a life. Oh, man, you know, people say, man, you can't do nothing. I can't do anything apart from God. You know, Jesus oh, tells no. people. You know, imagine he said, now you go down forth and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, and lo, I'll be with you. And wait a minute, if I go, is there going to be a result to it? Is that, oh, it's going to be a change? Yeah, you're going to change the life, but in my name, because I'm going to be with That's you. <laughs> so people say, you can't do nothing like, no, I can't, but God says go and change the yes, life. Sir. How do we do that? By professing that he lives, by professing that our life has changed. If he could change yes, my sir. life and your life.
0: Amen, amen.
1: The life of the person that we encounter.
0: That's it, yeah. All we have to do is be willing to do the work and to, to to move ourselves and our selfishness to go out and reach out to those who may also be hurting in those ways we have hurt. And But now, through Christ Jesus, we've found healing and give them an opportunity to at least hear the word and see someone who has been healed as they can be healed. And so that they can have an opportunity to to seek that help through Christ Jesus and allow Him to do the work in their lives and in their hearts.
1: Oh, man, that is so true. That is so true. Brother Hick, I am honored that you called this one. You know, me and you, we are friend. We go way back. you my brother in Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. And, you know, uh, uh, we hadn't talked in quite a while up until last week, and I am so mm-hmm. glad that you still had my number. Now, uh, yes. uh, uh, I'll uh, be tell there us next week. Oh, you'll be all oh, right. Now tell us where you're calling from right now.
0: Right now I'm in uh, west central Florida, a place called uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, I'm finishing okay. up some work here and some things I've done here, and I plan to be back in T- Dallas next Friday.
1: Oh, that's great. I'll tell you what, when you come back to Dallas, you please let me know. And the reason I asked where you are, because I want our listening artists to know that the same God that we serve here in Dallas, Texas, he's okay, in amen. Florida. He's in New York He's in California Which we know that but sometimes <laughs> We have to realize that Hey if I leave this place here I'm leaving the presence of God I beg to you know, Oh no Because the scripture said Where no. can I go To flee from your presence You know it, it, it so sometimes people get in a mindset if I leave some place that I'm leaving God and no, if you if you leaving God there, I mean he probably wasn't there anyway, it was something that was that was sim, uh that was similar to God but he wasn't really there because my God is, is everlasting. He's eternal. Mm-hmm. He's omnipotent, mm-hmm. he's everywhere. Where can I go mm-hmm. that I can't feel him, you know? <laughs> That's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. To say, if I got God on this program, if I get, up, if I get off the program, then I, I I hang up on God. I mean, I'm stuck here. No. No, I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. But he, he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. And he's everywhere. And he blesses everywhere. It is just to seek his name and seek his face that we have to do. And rely and trust in him. The thing is, like you say, people don't trust him. In that way that he is everywhere and that he will work on their behalf but once they understand that through their prayer and meditation and seeking him seeking him is the is the most important thing seeking his face and seeking his presence in their lives that they can uh always have him with them
1: you know uh, brother here you you're speaking like you're speaking from experience see like you had, had a, a personal encounter with our lord and savior Enough for him to oh, ha- have your mind change and have you uh, have a made-up mind, per se.
0: Yes, I have. I, and and it, it, it takes just the effort on my part and the willingness on my part to go to him and say, Lord, you are my all in all. You are, are my presence in the land. You are my portion in the land, Lord, and I come to you for all things. He says all things through prayer and with petition and thanksgiving so in all things i go to the lord i take them to the lord my my good things my bad things all that is of me as he created me and he knows me i'm willing to share with him
1: oh that's awesome and you know i remember some time ago you was uh doing ministry with me prior to you leaving town and you know we went over Uh to the prison time and and that was a joyful day there because that was my first time and I believe that was your first time at the when we went over to the prison, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And that was quite an experience there. But yet once we got there we had comfort and assurance and it wasn't as overwhelming as I perceived it to be. And that's what I think about our Lord and Savior. When we embedded in something, it's not as overwhelming as we perceive it because we have God on our side. It says-
0: Fear not for he is with us always. So as long as we trust and believe as long as we trust and believe that he is ever present with us and in our lives, we are not to fear but to just go forth in his name. Once we once we pray ourselves up or find out for exactly what his will is for us at that particular time. Okay Being
1: in his good and will and purpose He's going to protect us That there is Amen and, and that is so true And you know, and I'm glad to hear you say that Because you have uh, you, you know you're speaking from experience I can hear it in your voice Because you mm-hmm. were accustomed to living here in Dallas And then you went to a different part of the country And you know that God mm-hmm. has been with you And he protects you through the good times and the bad times. I am so honored Amen. that you are a friend of mine. You encourage me to be strong in the Lord. And I am looking forward to seeing you when it, when you come to town and so we can get together and lift up his holy name together. Brother, Amen. I am Amen.
2: honored,
1: and, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and me and my wife, and, and we just go back over some, uh, and rehash some old times and laugh together and cry together and just <laughs> and just be brothers in Christ Jesus. Uh, I realize that you're That's calling in up. from uh, from out of town, so if you will care, uh, continue to listen to the program or you just want to uh, just give us words of acknowledgement and let us know that you was listening or you are listening, we sure appreciate it. And I, I didn't yes. uh, get to put – I'm sorry about putting you on the spot, but it's a welcome thing. Though, cause I know that you are up for the challenge each and every time. And, yes, and, sir. Uh, and, you, know, uh, you know, I want to thank you, too, because You have got me some – dynamic guest in the past, man. I remember you gave me a whole list of people. And every I called, they everyone I call. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you fill up my roster for almost a year for like six months. You know? <laughs> and while I, said I have it, some other I've about to. Yeah, and, I man, it was great. It was great. And we're still doing the same thing here that, you, uh, uh, that you helped us with. You know, we're doing juvenile ministry. We do jail and street and prison ministry. And we uh, have other yeah. men and women that come alongside of us. And, and so uh, I we're hope, happy I hope, about it. I hope, I hope God gives me a chance to, to participate in some of that. Okay, okay. Well, we're looking forward to it, and I know that you're up for the challenge because <laughs> you be you've been, been there. You've been there with me, so I know that you're up for it. So, and, you know, and you know what? I am overjoyed, you know, just knowing that you're coming back here and we can just fellowship t- together once again. Perfect. And so, uh, now, now, uh, what have you been up to uh, since you've been out of town, or you've been uh, on this year?
0: I would say, uh, religious pilgrimage. (laughs) Pilgrimage. Well, (laughs) I've had, I've done, you know, I I do, you know, I speak at religious retreats, right? Uh, One of the last ones was in Atlanta for Family Home Life Ministries International. And I have also been uh, Assistant Director of the First Harvest Family and Homeless Outreach Ministries of Orlando for a couple of seasons. And I've been serving at another church in Paul Ardell as a new believer and encourager. So I just kind of, I, I, wherever the Lord leads me in Florida, I've been going there and serving uh, as an elder in the churches and just blessing his holy name and lifting him up so the others may be drawn unto him. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to continuing to do. I, I consider myself a, a, minister, a minister on a missionary, you know, as a missionary. And whenever the God says, hey, Hansel, there's a need here, or hey, Hansel, I'd like you to go there, I just go. Uh, And and you
1: know what, it is a great need for that because uh, we, uh, uh, you know, you have that sense of just going to those places. That uh that people are not accustomed to having people speak on a regular basis, and not that uh even if they do have people speaking regular sometimes they just ain't hearing a, a particular voice, and we can go and we can share the same gospel that another person is sharing with them in the same, Jesus. and then they hear it differently, and they say, "Wow." You know, I hear him now I was sharing with the gentlemen down at the jail the other day About Samuel In First Samuel when they said Samuel was young mm-hmm. And the voice of God had not been revealed To them at that time And God called Samuel And he called him three right. times And he said Samuel didn't, three times. didn't recognize his voice And I wonder mm-hmm. how often don't we hear the voice of God But we don't recognize his voice But Samuel had Ooh. a mentor Samuel had a mentor that said Now when he calls you again say." Here I am, you know what I'm saying, and that's why we need people <laughs> like yourself, man, to be a hurler
0: to say, hey, now, you know, yeah. we need
1: people like that, the mentor. You say a new, a new believer, yeah. encourager. We need people like yes. that to say, you know, uh, uh, yeah, God, God is calling you, you know, and you ain't missed that calling. Sometimes, sometimes people feel like they yeah. missed it. We meet people that live mm-hmm. on the street. They feel like they missed that call. They've been there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Brother, it's too late for me. Mm-hmm. Now it ain't too late. I've been there oh, five no. years. It's too late. Now it ain't too late. I'm here to tell you that God is still calling you and that God says, hey, I have need of you. Oh, man, you have need of me. I'm a dopehead. I'm a liar. I walked out from my family. I did some things that's unspeakable, and you said God have need of me. You know, <laughs> you know it, it blows your mind, yeah. man. We we simply have
0: to We have to We have to encourage them to pick up their mat And walk okay as Jesus did With the man at Bethsaida Pick up your mat Get up and walk with Jesus and he'll begin To heal you and change Your life for the much much Better or to an abundance He'll change your life But you just have to say I'm going to pick up my mat and I'm Going to walk with Jesus
1: Oh, that is so true. That is so true. I have, a, uh, I have my, my co-host on the line here, Brother Daniel. We're going to bring him in a few minutes. Okay. But I wanted to share this Before we go, I was sharing with young men about pursuing the things of God. And we all once hey, we miss- man, uh had a relationship with God, and God said, I'm going to restore some of the things that, in our spirit mm. that, that the enemy took
3: from you. Mm, but
1: we're hmm. doing that restoring. Doing that pursuit of the things that God have, God, you're gonna meet other men and women that's gonna be needing some help, gonna be needing some advice, gonna needing somebody to share the gospel with them. We're not to get so right. caught up doing the things of God that we're not learned about the things of God.
0: Oh. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I missed out on a lot of things, but I'm concerned about the people of God.
1: Somebody was concerned about me, mm-hmm. Amen. You. Somebody stopped along yes, their life journey and they said, "Hey, man, somebody—it's uh, a man named Jesus cares about your mm-hmm. sin-sick soul because He cares mm-hmm. about me." Yes, I'm going some way up, but you can walk too. But you know, okay. uh, you have to walk the path God chose for you. And I get that out mm-hmm. of out of the, the scriptures when David went down in Ziglag, and David had lost his company. Uh-huh. And his, and his hmm. men wanted to stone him. He said, let me go before God. And he prayed, and God said, you're going to get your stuff that you lost. And then David went out to pursue the enemy and his property, and he met a man that was cast along the, road, yeah. the roadside. And David now stopped. Antagonized. And rendered aid to that man. Hmm. And that man told David where his property was. I got to thinking, I'm pursuing the things of God, but I see people along the road that's been hurt, that's been wounded. Yes. I need to stop and render aid because those people could be my of My breakthrough, they could tell me something that God has told them concerning me. You know? Mm-hmm. And that man said, I, and, and, I know where your property is, and you go get your stuff. Yes. You imagine if David would have killed that man. He would have got his
0: stuff back but right. it
1: took a longer. And God but, but might have the, been displeased.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, the, the man was had just been with the enemy, and the enemy left him for dead. Yeah,
2: you see what I'm saying? Left him for dead.
0: The enemy left him for dead. The enemy say, Oh, you hurt, you sick, you bewildered. We can't use you no more. We're going to just leave you here. But then, as David yeah. came along, a man of God, a man after God's own heart, he gave the man a chance. Like you say, he didn't kill him on sight, knowing he was part of the, the other regiment. He gave him a mm. chance to speak,
2: mm-hmm. blessed
0: him, and allowed him to be a blessing to him and his camp. And they went and, re- and re- got all the stuff that the people had. Had took from there, their fam- their family the most important thing they got their families back because he oh. had took all the people also, mm-hmm. which which was the greater blessing. The material things he could have already he God's gonna give you whatever you need anyway. Okay, but yeah. when he went and got they had taken the, they had taken those men's families. Yeah, they did. And the men went and got their families back, and that was the real blessing in that story to me.
1: Yeah, and God honored them. Man, I got yes. to think about we pursuing the things of God, but we not concerned about the people of God. And if you stop and really aid for a brother, you give him a cup of water, you say a prayer for him while you doing the God's bidding. God I was finding you at the, at, at the works of your hand, and so I, my hat goes off to you. How you are pursuing the things of God, but you are concerned about the men and women of God. And so God have Amen. a blessing in store for you. And he Glory pointed out God. on you and the ones that's attached to you. Brother Higgs, I got to get out of here, brother. You know, my okay. time is up. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Brother Daniel's on the okay. line there, and I uh, I, I don't know if he's still listening or not, but he thanks you also. Brother Higgs, God you bless you. to seeing you. When you come down here. Yes, sir. And thank okay. you, thank you, thank you for calling in. You know, you're no stranger to this program. And I thank no. you for... Uh, keeping us lifted up in prayer Because you reached out to us You you had a sense that Hey, I know he's still on the battlefield And, and you're just you calling Amen. me and encouraged me That God is still on the out. throne Oh, that's awesome,
0: brother Yes, sir Okay, I look forward have to seeing you next week God bless you Okay, you go All pray? right, God
1: bless you too Amen Amen Brother Daniel, we're about ready to get on out of here Can you um, hear me? Yeah, I, I got you here now Brother Daniel, thank mm-hmm. you, brother. We came in early mm-hmm. and then uh we missed you. So we and Brother Higgs, mm-hmm. they're a friend of ours, he called into the program. I've been
2: listening. I'm listening.
1: listening. just encouraged mm-hmm. us and, and he was piggybacking yeah. off of what we was talking about and we were piggybacking off of what he was saying. So we thank mm-hmm. God for that and uh, you know, people are listening, brother Daniel. People are listening and mm-hmm. he calling in from Florida. You know, we have people in well, New York that's listening, people in California that's listening and people are just listening. They're not listening just to me and you, they listen to the word of God. The nah, they listen to the word of God that healeth thee They listen to the word of God that set the captives free As we get ready to get on out of here brother We're going to have a word of prayer And then we're going to be dismissed from this setting And we pray that that you be uh, be blessed today That you encounter men and women That you can be a blessing to And in turn they can be a blessing to you Amen So well, as we get some music here going And we out of here Grace and heavenly Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for what we experienced today. We thank you for how you're speaking to us, dear Lord, how you're speaking to us through the volume of the book, how you're speaking to us through... Things that we have encountered. How your word, dear Lord, is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We well, thank you for Brother Higgs, How you watched over him, dear Lord. How you put a mission to his hands, dear Lord, and he is faithful to follow through on it, dear Lord. As he talked, we heard how you were blessing him, how you keeping him, how you sustaining him. And you are no respect of person for what you've done for one, you'll do for another. We ask you to watch mm. over Brother Daniel throughout the day. Encourage Brother Dan to be strong, dear Lord. Give him the resources he needs, dear Lord him and his family, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we pray pray for our listening audience, dear Lord, we thank you, dear Lord, for them have a desire to hear what does says the Lord through this program, dear Lord. As we stated earlier, help change the life. We thank you, dear Lord, for your changing our life, dear Lord. And as you told Peter that go ye down for Peter, that uh uh that uh that the enemy have permission to sift you like we. But when you are restored, Peter, you're the strength of your brother. We don't know what that restoring mean, Lord. But just getting up every morning, show that you have all power. Just going through the day, dear Lord, showing that you are able, dear Lord, just managing life, showing that you are on the throne. Thank you, dear Lord. Because some man, some woman need to see that how you are working through the lives of your people to encourage them. Mm. Uh, Brother Higgs, until we meet, dear Lord, Keep him in perfect peace Open up doors for him in the name of Jesus Precious Lord As we close down this program We thank you for this, another opportunity Thank you for that freedom That comes from the inside For who the son says free Is free in yes, need, In Jesus is. Christ's name In the name of Jesus we pray Amen Amen, Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Thank you Amen thank you. Amen God. Amen
1: Another episode of Free on the Inside of your host, Mr. George Lewis, co host, Brother Richard Daniel. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might until we meet again. Enjoy the balance of this day, for this is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice in it. Amen.